0: Welcome, everybody. This is Illiterate. My name is Evan. My name is Taylor. I read a play this week. I watched a show. This week, we are covering The Crown. Yes, Netflix is The Crown. It's number one everywhere. Everybody's talking about they've just premiered their season four. Um, to be, you know, flat out honest and upfront with you guys, I had never watched an episode of this, not even a single solitary moment of this. And I don't know much about the royal family. So, man, we are living up to the title today,
1: baby. (laughs) I also have not had any sort of vested interest in the marriages and births and various happenstances of the crown.
0: I went and watched the original pilot and then I watched the first episode of the new season and and some pieces beyond
1: that. And I got my hands on a copy of the play. So I read that whole thing.
0: So we thought this was a really cool opportunity to kind of break out this royal family and kind of like try to understand this idea of of how a modern monarchy really exists with all of the questions surrounding it, because (laughs) it's a it's a I guess it is a, a identity crisis of leadership. Um, that I guess everybody is is really caught up in. Man, I, I forget all the time. This, yeah. I, I forget, I just forget. It's
1: like all our moms, all our moms are obsessed with this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like it. it. This particular show is the story of Queen Elizabeth II who is the current queen. And the, the, the way that the show goes, so there's four seasons now, there's going to be six. Season one follows her from the 40s into the 50s. Season two is the 50s into the 60s. Season three is 60s and 70s, et cetera. And then into today, five and six will happen. There's new actors cast every two seasons because the queen gets older and people get older and they can't cast the same people. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But just in terms of what you're talking about people absolutely love this thing. The first season when it came out was the most expensive drama produced by Netflix.
0: I believe it. the uh, The first episode is is incredibly cinematic. There's nothing about this that feels like a TV show. This feels yeah. This feels like Titanic. Something's <laughs> <Except laughs> happening an hour, an hour, you know,
1: ten ten episodes for four seasons. <laughs> well, it's cool because they also had planned like when the second season was commissioned. They said, "Oh, this is going to be six seasons, sixty episodes." They new kind of like Titanic where it's like oh this is a massive thing well cool we got the green light let's make it the entire life up to now and then you can build you
0: can build uh, so many standing sets because so many of these things will be reuses 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 I mean so much obviously will be original for every single scene but there will be a lot of these massive standing sets that obviously that they've built to the nines this is some incredible production design the wardrobe the costuming this is all top rate beautiful 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 work it's worth just a, a pop-in watch of the of the pilot episode just on right. the technical basis alone. Uh, it's gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And the guy who created all this also is known for some other upstanding stuff, Peter Morgan. So he's a writer. He also wrote the play. Oh, which wow. We find it's kind of a rarity that the person who does the adaptation... Already did the thing. Very, um, <laughs> that's incredible. So, I love that. Yeah. So his there's two things that he did related to the Queen. One of them is a film called The Queen, which came out in 2006, and then the stage play is called The Audience in 2013. Hmm. But he's also done Frost Nixon, which was a play. Ah, yes, I've seen the the film. I, I enjoyed yeah. the film. And the most recent thing he did was Bohemian Rhapsody, that came out in 2018. Very interesting. He so he's a big British writer. Uh, yes. 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 One, one of the things that this gets lumped in with is in relation to historical accuracy. And so the show itself has been both commended and had extreme criticism for that. There's no historical evidence for things or that people died years earlier. Right. and They're suddenly featured. There's also this guy, Hugo Vickers, I'll post a link. He ha- He wrote a whole book fact checking the series. It's called The Crown Dissected. Really? An entire yeah. book worth of <laughs> Just about fact checking
0: so, it scene by
1: scene. I hope. Yeah. So we're scene, not gonna impeccable. get into any of that. <laughs> any, into any of that nonsense because there's just so much that's out there. That's what like, everybody what talks about. Love. Yeah. And we'll we'll get to at the end kind of what the show, I think, and the play is trying to say about how that works. Since right. he's this guy, Peter Morgan, has inundated his life and what happens here. But I just thought as a facet of that, the royal family, like we talk about copyright and things like that. Like they're living and it's progressing. Do they have a say? Do they watch it? What's. Yes. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah. So Buck- Buckingham Palace does get a heads up from the show. They're informed of plot points. But to me, that's kind of just a, a given. And like these things happened in real life. Right. It's so like you live a, a public
0: life and at some point they're like the.
1: The, like you're like what you do affects
0: everyone. So, so I don't think, yeah, Peter Morgan it's, said he has right. meetings
1: four times a year with high ranking people, but it's like, well, they, they can't object to something. I had that read, actually,
0: I had read that, that, uh, I think, believe Harry, I could be wrong about that, but right. I believe Harry has, has, um, met with the producers and come to agree- an agreement that it will end before he's like, he would be the subject of it. I, oh, I, I had read yeah. something to that effect, but, uh, six seasons yeah. I mean they seem to know exactly what they're shooting for
1: and Queen Elizabeth since she's who this is mainly focused on she enjoyed the first season so oh she did God. watch the but she took oh issue God. with the second because she didn't like how they depicted Philip as an insensitive father mm. and then some other people I again I'm not versed in all of the, mm-hmm. the people but Anne and Philip they both directly said no time for such nonsense yeah. and then he said don't be ridiculous <laughs> so like they are not into it at all um so it's it's a balance of who Pish in the family posh, it, rubbish yeah. <laughs> Don't have time for that nonsense. But like I said, throw it in the can with all the others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the other stuff based on us. But so this is based on a play, like I said, Peter Morgan, but we have to before talk about that film, the queen that he wrote in yes. 2006. So he was writing this thing. It wasn't working because it's about the death of Diana and the queen's reaction and the public's desire for grief versus oh gosh, the, yeah. the whole, that whole take on it. He was not going to make Tony Blair, the prime minister, a part of it because it, he's a very divisive politician, mm-hmm. thought it was turning too journalistic, too documentarian, just too. It's like the closer you make it to now, the less legacy it has, I guess. Or it just, he got to page 35, right. it wasn't working. So the director and the producer were like, well, let's move on because he was moving on with the project. Ah. And then Peter Morgan went back wrote it as a full script in three weeks, got unblocked by saying, well, Tony Blair has to be a part of this because he saw the dichotomy of the, the two human representations of the country, the, the head of state, which is the queen, and the head of the government, which is the prime minister. Oh my God. So this features in the film, like I said, 2006 film, Helen Mirren is the queen in it. She won the best actress Oscar. It's about the Queen's reaction to the death of
0: Princess Diana. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you're interested I didn't in that know about this at all. <laughs> I mean, I kind thing, of yeah. like
0: have some vague memories of hearing about a film mm-hmm. called The Queen from, from when I was in like middle school, perhaps, but I've just like I've in one I mean, this is exactly what I said at the top of the show, like, man, I'm not inundated at this whatsoever. <laughs> but like actually that point of view sounds fascinating. It is. Uh, and yeah. and it being from this from this guy, it's like, Man, I kind of want to go
1: <laughs> check that out.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's sounds... That sounds
1: really, really compelling. Yeah. And Helen Mirren was invited to Buckingham Palace by the Queen in regards to this piece. Oh, wow. So it is revered. But the the, the whole idea, like we said, about the prime minister and the Queen, like meeting these meetings of the heads of government and state caught him. Uh, as a as a concept, he's like, oh, that's really cool. And it started in World War II, where they would meet for regular lunches, the King and Churchill. Okay, and they'd have these weekly meetings. That's where the whole idea of it, because technically they don't have to do anything together. But right. over the course of Queen Elizabeth's history, you know, these meetings, some of them are twenty minutes, and there's no refreshments, and the person doesn't even sit down. Whoever is the Prime Minister of the time. Oh, uh, some of yeah. them are two hours, and they have drinks. The unifying factor is that none of them are recorded. So nothing is known. It's this black box about what the queen and the prime minister talk about once a week. But um, the notion of it, because the queen doesn't involve herself in anything in the government or politics. She is just a well-briefed civil servant. And James Callaghan, Who was one of the prime ministers? Said it was kind of like talking to a psychiatrist. Like, in a way, she almost acts as a therapist because. Uh,
0: Yeah, like the uh, conscious of the people, perhaps. (laughs) Right,
1: exactly. And the prime ministers have a four year term minus the breaks. That's 70 hours with the queen, 70, you know, once a week. Would they like it if we
0: raised taxes? (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. But it's it's interesting mm. because she's just getting briefed. Like she has no, they say like she has three constitutional rights, the right to be consulted, the right to advise and the right to warn. Ah. But she doesn't have any policy yeah. making yeah. power. But it's like she's sitting with the most important politician in Britain for an hour every week.
0: <laughs> of which there is no record of what they spoke. <laughs> right.
1: Or, or <laughs> even just in terms of the span of time, it's like that's 14 prime ministers starting with Churchill to now that she has met with once a week, every oh, week. man. She does have some influence. And so that's kind of what the play is about. So the play is called The Audience. Came out in 2013. Helen Mirren plays the queen again. Oh, awesome. And it is, the the play is structured as these weekly meetings between the queen and her prime ministers from 1952 to the present day. Wow. So super cool if, if you were interested in that side of things. That's immaculate, um, yeah, no. <laughs> and he doesn't go through all of them, so he left out some... But it was really neat how they how he structured it. And she's like calling things back, like things she had said to previous prime ministers, then other prime ministers bring up as like policy. And she's like, you know, because we're the audience is like, oh, she gave him that advice. And then this person right. is using it as this is interesting because yeah. watching the show. I watched the very,
0: very first episode, starts back in the 40s, Winston Churchill as as uh, as, as Elizabeth that's getting married to Prince Philip, um, yeah. and then I skipped all the way to the beginning of season four, and uh, Margaret Thatcher has just become the prime minister. Mm-hmm. The first entry was so strong, and I was feeling the theme so strong, I thought I knew ex- what it was setting up exactly, that I was hoping that I would... Be able to jump in and kind of have some feel around for episode season one four, and I yeah. was wrong in that endeavor. I was a bit lost, but the, the, listening to you here, I'm like I wasn't exactly lost because the thing that was that was screaming out at me is that these these meetings were holding it all together, and that I was re- mm-hmm. I was going through some of these same scenes with now new leaders as the idea of the the whatever the monarchy is, whatever she is, <laughs> is changing through the decades and 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 just skipping. From season one to four, I, I it was a bit of a jolt that I I think I bit off more than I could chew. But I I, <laughs> I then realized like no 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 I'm, I'm listening to you now I'm like no no yeah. no I think I was getting it I think I was so like if, yeah kind of understanding exactly the pieces of it that I was supposed to like yes that these these types of meetings and her influence and how the the politics and the intermingling of this family shape
1: the their relationship with Parliament and their their relationship <laughs> the country, with the people yeah. yes yeah so that brings us into what is the queen and the monarchy if we're talking about where well, she sits there and she is kind of a therapist, but she also takes notes and she's the most like knowledgeable person because she reads all of even the stuff that was redacted. She is the copy number one. So she gets anything, the cabinet notes, like she gets it first. That BCC <laughs> yeah, on everything. Yeah. But like, what do they do then? And what is this family <laughs> now? And why are people so obsessed with it? So I found the historian for the Crown, who they use for the show. Oh <laughs> no way! <laughs> uh, I'll post a link to it. His name is Robert Lacey. He had a good explanation of all this stuff online, so that's where I am pulling oh this from. Gosh. And it, obviously, this is a generalization. There's more pieces to it, but they're the figure of the people. I think you mentioned that as a yes, as a, as a conscious of it. the people.
0: I think is yeah. something
1: in that. This is what she stands kind of. Yeah, for. they're the mouthpiece of the people. Mm-hmm. They're they're whose votes put the prime minister into office. They are the voice of those people. So they're not supposed to express political opinions, although interestingly, they are allowed to support various football teams. And they're morale boosters. They're figures of the people. So they bring glamour to openings and events and have right. you know a yes. say in everything this revolving way. around the country. So younger members are obligated to join the army. They do social services. They head up the charities, just kind of the goodwill efforts and endeavors representing the country, mm. but not politics, the head of state, not the head of government. And so if that's the case, then who funds this? Like who's putting up on all, all these galas and balls and right. and fancy clothes and stuff? Who's paying for that so, car? <laughs> well, it's the taxpayers. So wank, wank. I they, they did the math. And in the year 2018, if you were in the country, it would be about one pound, a little over a pound and a quarter per person for that year, that you would have paid in taxes for the royal family, which adds up to about eighty-two million pounds hmm. for the whole country. But if you think of that, that's your cost of admission to having this royal family. You pay a pound. It's weird. I don't family. know how I feel about yeah. it. I'm like back and forth. I'm like, well, no, that you know, like,
0: well, I don't know. But well, let's also, see. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, but I guess that would. How would they ever get any more? And like, you know, like I guess.
1: I yeah. guess, you know, <laughs> I guess I see it. <laughs> and the money goes to, so in 2018, it was 3,200 engagements that they were involved in the Royal events, as well as major renovations and refurbishments, yeah, so like Buckingham Palace, all of these things are as a, as a
0: British citizen, I would you know, that's what the, the step I'd, I'm having to take here is like, well, how much, as a British citizen, how much would I feel involved and touched by the lives of mm-hmm. the Royal family? and that could be i just, you know that's different for everybody i'm sure but that 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 could be more than worth you know your your yeah. your little tax so i i that's that's interesting
1: that's super yeah. interesting and then yeah and then in terms of who's in line who comes into this power originally it was only the males would take precedence until there unless there was so that's why queen elizabeth is the queen and not her husband because she was the only person who could take over was female because there were no males, but the law was changed right. if you were born after October 28th, 2011. So Prince William's daughter Charlotte, who was born oh. in 2015, she would take precedence over her younger brother, Louis, oh, wow. even though he is younger. So that only applies to them because they're four and five, you know. But wow. whenever that comes around, that will. Change
0: mm, the sibling in fighting on that goal, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, in terms of the, I, I was always confused by this. Maybe people already know this, but the name, so it's always like Duke of Cornwall, Earl of Wessex. Like, what does any of that right. have anything right. to do with anything? So, historically, in the Middle Ages, those were shires or areas that were held by those people. So it was like Cornwall is a place, Wessex is a place, you know, Sussex, they, yes, these yes, are places. Yes. But now the regional connection to who has that naming is just ceremonial. So it's like, you know, they go to various events or things related to that place, but it doesn't actually sure. have anything to do with their entitlement to the Kinda land. Kind like of uh, like the NBA. Right. <laughs> you're not, like if you're on the Timberwolves, <laughs> you, maybe you don't actually, you're not from Minnesota. Like, Ron right? yeah.
0: never, never stayed in no.
1: <laughs> Miami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Miami. Yeah. So, but uh, Cornwall, the uh, Prince Charles actually has estates that support him there. So that's the only one that he's still got historical <laughs> property that that backs him up. But the big question, like you said, the psychology of this, like why? Because we're we're not as interested. But why are people?
0: But people definitely are. And there's fascinated. that's not just like, uh, huh? I guess it's nothing. Like there's <laughs> like people yeah, most are expensive interested. TV
1: man. show on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's just number one in the world. And uh, number one in other countries <laughs> that it's not about. Like, it's, it's, yeah, people are, are wild. Like, I'm having flashbacks to, um, I guess it was 2011. God, I don't want to say the wrong name. One of them, one of the sons was getting married. <laughs> uh, right. the, one of the sons was getting married and it was like, it was a massive deal. Our whole school just like stopped and watched the TVs. We did not do any class work at all that day. Yeah. Perhaps it was like towards the end of the year, but like I, it also feels like everybody just went nah and watched the royal the royal wedding and it really seemed Nobody like almost like a generational it event it was beautiful but i was like i i had never witnessed anything like that and so now i'm like i'm when we decided to do the crown for the episode i was like really people are like are people are really,
1: oh wow oh yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah people, people love it love this <laughs> people yeah love this. so here's we'll start with the dark reasons why people love Dork? it, I suppose, and then go into <laughs> the, the lighter, maybe more heroic reasons. So Give me the there's the called, <laughs> do, start with dark? Dash there's it. A, there's a something called parasocial behavior. Somebody becomes attached to a person without interacting them with them in any meaningful way. It's much more of an issue, I think, now with social media where it's like you feel yes. like, oh, because they a celebrity posted to their story or said, hey guys, I love you no you don't you don't know that you know that (laughs) kind of proverbial you (laughs) to all the you's out there (laughs) becomes a huge issue with this particularly and there's a feedback loop when it comes to the media because Gosh. people are interested the media keeps covering them and then because they're in the media the public takes notice this like is, you said uh, like this picture is becoming clearer yeah.
0: because one of my i guess my pre, preconceived notions is that the media in uh, in the UK are more are more fierce uh, to a degree and I've he- I've heard about the the reputation when it, and when it comes to the royal family um, and that the, the degree of scrutiny that this family comes under is still unlike even some of the most uh, oh, really in, uh, the most incredible uh, celebrities in, in this country, um, mm-hmm. and, which then it, it ties right into Princess Diana's death. Uh, so that, yeah. that all starts to make more sense when why the heat might be turned up on the media and the the look on the public eye when it comes to the monarchy and the royal family, because, I mean, that is central to their role, the, the emotions of the of, of the of the people um, yeah. going out and doing events and engaging and they pay their tax to f- and they, they have they feel like they have actually have a voice lobbying mm-hmm. for them in their government to some degree that she's the therapist. She's all these things. So the media yeah. seemingly have has a different, more in, an intensified uh, function here, revolving the the royal family. That's yeah. starting to become a little more clear to me through
1: this. Well, and psychological, like you said, it's like it's exactly, natural. Yeah. It's natural to look to humans who are receiving attention because they've succeeded, and right. It's a weird Truman Show esque thing where it's like, well, they didn't pick to be <laughs> photographed, but we're seeing them, and they got fancy. It's like all of the things, right. Our dreams of wealth and fame and social influence and happiness, that's what's being projected no matter what, yeah. reg- de facto, because they are the royal family. So that's also part of the negative side of things as well, where it's like, well, here becomes this, there's actually a thing called celebrity worship syndrome. It's like a, it's a, an obsessive oh, addictive disorder where you're obsessed with the details of celebrity life. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because there's certain traits that uh, predispose people the to- inquire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, religiously. But those people uh, have more anxiety, irresponsibility, loneliness, difficulty forming relationships, mm-hmm. but there's an addictive quality to it. So there's evidence that gambling addicts are also more likely to be celebrity worshipers. Uh, yeah. There's a weird corollary there to that, but that's just some of the, the negative- this vicarious life. Mm-hmm. Side of things that can be a neurological- thing. Oh, but there's actually we got to go on to the the lighter side of things. Please <laughs> drag me out of the dark.
0: We've been wallowing
1: yeah. <laughs> for too long. So, like we said, it plays into our attraction to heroism. And as a part of the culture of it, it's a feeling of something much larger, enduring, significant than our mundane yes, lives. Yes. Similar to why we like heroes, the, the but even the the fanfare, the pomp and ceremony, the traditions that go back so long. There's something to well, we all like a role that. model.
0: Absolutely, we all like yeah. a role model. And, and what better a role model than a than a family showing you what <laughs> life could be like? It's like it's like they're the Abercrombie models
1: for your life. Yeah. And your life's not going to be anything like that. But, you know, like somebody's is maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And even with even with the, the traditions and the historical legacy of it, there is a neurological response. So there's been studies done with this where it's like the royal family's adherence to procedures, tradition, all the things that potentially get criticized. It's similar to if you're a child finding comfort in boundaries and rules and limitations and expectations. There's a semblance of order to it all, which is why in high school your class stopped to watch the wedding because we feel comforted yeah. by this dependency and tradition of this establishment. Whether or not you're there or not, there's, yeah. there's, there is a neurological like, oh, as an adult, this comforts me. That this is happening again, continuously, forever. Yeah, the generational tide has come in yet again. And that's kind of something to do with the USA. It's like, well, why does the USA, why are they- That was an
0: American, that was a Georgia public school (laughs) that just put down their pencils and turned on the TV- yeah, you know, kids. Some kids. I mean, and and some of that. Some of, and for real. I mean, I'm sure some of the some of those some of my uh, classmates are watching this series. Some of them were definitely mm-hmm. into it. One of them was had their name. They're named after Princess Diana, no joke, in my yeah. class. So yeah. we 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 all just like stopped and had this communal moment. Which is definitely something I didn't appreciate at the time, and something I've grown more appreciative in the last uh, in the last few years, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and some of that either curiosity or dismissal might come from the fact that the U.S. got rid of the royal family. Like we don't have an inherited status, or you know the myth of that. Like there is, there's something alluring about. It looks easy (laughs) to just do that. And it's like they inherited all of those things. And also maybe even the Disney fied Hollywoodization of like everybody wants to be a prince or a princess in a castle. It's there's this. this fairy is exactly.
0: Tale. The, I think that this then this ties into the, the original celebrity ideas. The, this brings us closer to to story to story fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, this this makes us feel like all of those things are are maybe possible for real. You know, like this is the last semblance of the bridge between old folktale lore and cold hard reality because you know what kings and queen, queens were were real things there were damn princesses damsels <laughs> yeah. in distress did they did they have knights fight dragons i don't know but it starts here yeah. and these things are real and guess what the kings and queens still exist in some form whether or or another and they are yeah. related to those same kings and queens so mm-hmm. there's something actu- there's something tangible here what what that means to you i don't
1: know but it's
0: that it's definitely a, a, a real thing
1: yeah and in the US, it's like in, in, in England or Great Britain, it's like that's that's the royal family. You know, there's the rest of life going on there, but to us it's like maybe that's all you hear about England or right. or that's all right. that you focus exactly. on being exactly. the biggest thing in the news that year for that. So that's but it's also like so I wish the, they'd take two pounds, you know. <laughs> <But> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us more. Yeah. Um but you know, we also maybe perhaps there's a fascination in the U.S. with liking the fact that there is a separate head of government and head of state, right. whether or not you want it to be a republic or or whatever. It's like that is a fascination because you you maybe you like what you don't have, <laughs> and the fact that <laughs> yeah. our president is ostensibly both and the problems that comes with that they don't have that. So there there is there's also that perfect mix of politics. And the gossip factor, you know,
0: and 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 bizarre to have that role changing around you too. I mean, you're if you're becoming the queen, but the but the role of the queen is really now changing into just a kind of a facade, like Mm -hmm. reflection of the thought of the people. Those are ideas that are changing along with the role. So how do you bring how do you bring this role into the modern era, which is is so interesting? Where they decide to start the series, I mean, for real, is, is watching her and this role change together over mm-hmm. the course of this is just a brilliant, yeah. brilliant story. Well, and I think point. that's
1: that's like the question brings us to the arguments for and against do people like this? Clearly, people are fascinated by it, but would it go away ever? How does that work and again starting with the negatives the arguments against like the idea like of the said, monarchy like, in general you mean yeah, yeah 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 like it is not modern <laughs> to have yeah. this and that, this and that is the
0: and that is and, and this is why they made a show out of it because the <laughs> uh, the the monarchy has an identity crisis and mm-hmm. so uh, therefore the person must have an identity crisis at some yeah. at some level, uh, and and, rep- and the whole family uh, has repercussions beyond that. So that's that's the show. I mean, and, and, and that might be that's that's worth making a show about. Is like you <laughs> yeah. have the, the leadership role as in an identity crisis.
1: That means for sure the actual person must be, yeah. And ultimately, I think this is why it's called the Crown and it's about her. It's because people like the Queen. Yeah. You know, like that's (laughs) she is the figurehead of it. So in 2019, she was at the top of Britain's most admired women with 23% of the vote. Mm. Michelle Obama had 13, Judy Dench had eight. Um, In the US, the Queen was the fifth most admired woman. Mm. And she beat out Oprah, Taylor Swift, Condoleezza Rice, like staples of US celebrity and and democracy. So there's also, I don't know how they figured this out, but there's a gross uplift of $1.7 billion to the UK economy with the surplus of their efforts plus tourism, trade, media, arts, these intangible sort of things wow. that come from the British brand of the royal family. It's almost like a national mascot in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's and like the if we elected it... Kim Kardashian as our national mascot. <laughs> as the head of state, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the question of like, should we, you know, things are changing. This doesn't represent us the change to a republic. There were these polls over many years. So in 1969, 1993, 2002, and 2012, should we change to a republic? It was 18% every year which they said in the polls that they gave oh, wow. was the most stable trend that they had measured. So three quarters of the country wants it consistently through all of the change that happened from 1969 to now. It was the same percentage of people that were like, yeah, this is fine. So- That's fascinating. It, it brings to question, it's like, well, yeah, there's the forces. It's not so much like a profit and loss. How much does a queen cost versus what tourism brought in? It right. is more of an illogical, like like you said, reflects the national character. Right.
0: Right. Perhaps
1: that's just the positive side of it. But I think tying it back to the historical accuracy, the title of it, The Crown, what the show is, it's like it is itself a symbol, like it is the role that somebody right. plays. And that's what the show is bringing up. So when people are lamenting, oh, well, he, w- he was actually dead or they were at that castle and not this one. He it's didn't like send makes- that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the point. People don't care about... <laughs> it's bland to have the truth, the fictional, like... Or the, the truth... Again, and, and yeah, global. we've
0: covered that. It's like we have to lie to tell the truth. That's what art does because it, it inherently isn't the truth. I mean, these aren't the real people. That's not the real play. You know, like, it's not just as easy as just put the right people in the right... That's 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 the correct shirt and we're in the correct... And this is the correct... Ha- all, you can put all those things in front of a camera and it doesn't mean that it says anything. Yeah. Um. So... It, that's what the work of the filmmakers here, the artists here, to try to arrange these beats in a way that actually tr- might convey to you a deeper understanding of what it might be to to be the Queen of England as, <laughs> as that yeah. role changes beneath your feet uh, on a more human
1: level. Yeah, if it, is, uh, if it is supposed to be a representation or the mouthpiece or the face or whatever you want to say for the, the Commonwealth – is it serving that purpose anymore? I have no idea because right. I don't follow it. But if you're listening to this and you follow it and love the crown or hate it, or what do you think of the royal family? Does it serve its purpose? Should it be changed? Yeah, I that. mean,
0: uh, I, w- I would love to see some answers here of, of where this could be going. I mean, where the, hist- where the future of the monarchy really lies and what something like the crown can really enlighten for us um, yeah. going forward. So, thank you, Taylor. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys, for listening. Can't thank you enough. Please hit us up at Illiterate Pod on Instagram. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know what you're watching. You never know when we will do an episode on it. Um, and we will catch you next week. Thank you, guys.